What's up guys, this is Shana and welcome to another episode of the Eheng Podcast And this episode is brought to you by Bottom Slap Which are the pants that I'm wearing right now and during my property visits lately And they are comfortable, versatile, presentable And it just suits my very active lifestyle So if you want to get one, link down below And today we will share something quite gempak Because I've just sold my very first property throughout this 13 to 15 years journey. So in my entire professional career, I've been an agent, been a developer, did some land dealing, sold properties before, constructed before, designed before. The only thing left that I haven't done as an investor is to sell a particular property and I've successfully did that to one of the worst mistakes I've ever made in my entire life, which somewhat contributed to the forming of this channel actually. So let's go through the story a little bit to give everyone some context. It was only like six to seven years ago when it was my, I think third or fourth property back then and I was acquiring this luxury segment in JB. All this while I have been in KL and I'm very familiar with it. So the initial investments did really, really well. Like how difficult is this investment thingy? Like everything I buy ran out quite easily, man. There's a formula to it. Then that's where ego starts playing in, greed starts playing in. And I was working in this development company already down south. And when we launched the project, the amount of checks collected as bookings were incredible. We were launching like 100 over units, but the amount of checks that comes in is like 400 over, which is four times more. So it's like oversubscribe, everyone was excited, but priorities are always arranged in tiers. So before a project is released, they will need to go through the internal management first. So the Tan Suis, the Dato Suis, the Datos, the managers, the staff, the friends and relatives, the business associates before it reaches the public. That's why back then, it was this boom run in JB where my plumbers, my carpenters, everybody was property millionaire because it was in the boom run. Then this is me being very young. I think I was 26 or 27 back then, salary. And I was just a senior executive in a company. My salary couldn't make it. And it was a product that I have not ventured in before. It was the very first strata project in JB. It was in the luxury segment. And clearly, I couldn't afford the property. So this is me looking at the amount of checks and the amount of supplies right the upsides are just too high so this is me taking my chances so i kind of collaborated with this uncle and that is where i understood collaboration my age allows us to take longer loan but his income his wealth like, generally allows us to qualify for the property so you got one uni and we continue on with life so everything was pretty okay until several things happened um the first thing was the infamiliar of the banking system to the brand new landed strata. So today, if you go to a bank, they will ask, like, what kind of project is this? Is this an individual title or is this a strata? So for individual title, it's pretty straightforward. It's 24 months. So when you sign the SMP, 24 months later, or if the project VP is earlier, then you will start your installments. Then for stratified projects, it's 36 months or more, depending on the project's application to extension of time. But for my case, this will be one of the very first mistakes looking back. We went through a foreign bank 
that was not part of the panel bankers provided by the developers. So they were pretty new and we did this just because it was my uncle's usual bank. So he has all his data there and he's pretty rich. He can fully pay up cash for the property. Therefore me leveraging on his financial upsides. Therefore we just went on with it. And at month 30 means that I signed the SMP at month 30. I am required to pay installments already but I do not get the keys until month 36. So for that first six months, right, I'm practically paying for nothing. And because my application of address was in KL, which is Taman Sri Muda, the place that I stay, but I was located in Johor. So the first two months, three months, I missed out and they couldn't even call until I received the pink notes or the red notes that like you guys call it, where I have an outstanding of three months installments already. And this is the reality when you owe banks money. Banks are the most cold-blooded, cruel person when you owe them money. So that caught me by surprise and outstanding amount was really, really high. The money installment per month is around 11 to 12,000. I did not know why the exorbitant amount. It's a 1.6 million house. Why is the installment so high? Apparently, when I check back the documentation, so this is another mistake looking back, is to collaborate with another rich person. So this rich person, which is my partner, he can fully afford, he can easily buy 10 or 20 of this property. So it means he has a lot of cash on hand. And people with cash on hand, because they can afford, they do not want to pay interest to the bank. And the entire philosophy of investment, the entire investment strategies do not tally at all. And just because he's a senior of mine, I place my faith on him. So he altered the loan tenure to 15 years instead of the 35 years that I can loan and that's a big big trouble so from a monthly installment of five to six thousand max now it becomes eleven to twelve thousand a month at a point where my salary is only six thousand then i confronted him later asking why his justification was really to save interest why are we making the bank so rich then only i realized priorities are different for people in different states if you have a lot of money in the bank right now, the way you think about money is going to be very, very different compared to me back then investing with nothing in my bank. I was fully leveraging taking all the risks and this is when I got burned. What's worse was the condition of the property when they hand over was not ideal. It means it's not really completed yet but just that they had CCCs and I got the keys early so the property was not in a very good shape for me to sell nor rent plus the market was already soft back then because you have all this influx of China developers in and the entire JB market was instantly flooded with supply. This is when I cannot sell because the property was not exactly ready then. Then I cannot rent with the same reasons. Even if I were to rent, I listed out myself, got some agents and when people want to come and rent, they want a furnished unit and to furnish a property. Just because it's a luxurious semi-D, it requires 25000 and this is not some fancy makeover or whatsoever. It's just like basic kitchen cabinets with fridge, washing machine, curtains, wardrobe, lights. 
fans basically just to make the house habitable and 25,000 was this amount that is so unreachable because my bank account was zero every month just to make the ends meet from my part so it's like 6,000 from my part and my salary is only around 6,000 on top of that I have other commitments as well including the cars including my other properties so I was in a very very terrible state and and this is when I learned that's only two ways to motivate yourself one is the motivation to pursue something that you want to achieve the other one will be the desperation of escaping from something at this state i was in the latter i was so desperate just to make ends meet and every month because my salary comes in at 28 29 the account is zero and because i was in this construction nature i was in this development nature entertainment was second nature to us right and i've developed this spending habit that was very very unhealthy i was trashing my own health plus the time to entertain all our clients the local authorities and etc and things got really really bad and when you are desperate just to make ends meet your entire mindset change in your workplace because suddenly you think that the appraisal process in a huge corporate seems a little bit too slow and there are no means for you to increase your income like that this is when i also learned that the only way we were trained to make income is to sell time there's only three ways like, actually is to sell time to sell services or to sell product all of us are trained to exchange time for money and my mindset back then how to make more money is only by working extra at saturday sunday but who will hire somebody for just the weekends and by working more here you're going to compromise your work quality during the weekdays and that's going to get you fired also then when you are too desperate to perform at your work suddenly it will trigger internal politics like is this guy trying to get my place or is this guy trying to get appraisal what is this guy doing why is he so aggressive why is he spoiling market and that was the entire workplace and i knew that i couldn't stay there anymore because i was in no control of my own future all i want is just like 10 percent increment so i can make ends meet by the end of the month i was still practically negative two to three thousand a month then only i start venturing into services where i start designing pictures for instagram for other companies i started doing short videos this was before facebook actually acquired instagram and this was the early stage of how people utilize social media for businesses so i leverage on that so this is when i do ad hoc projects for three to five hundred eight hundred i was designing costumes for people to wear during annual dinners and i ventured into mlm myself so i managed to achieve the status of platinum in a short seven months time just because I needed the money. And this is where I start to really develop the skill sets of making money, doing sales, providing value to people. Instead of just sitting in that chair, thinking that I'm almighty because I'm the client for the entire construction industry. So after resigning, I came back to KL looking for a better job. And this is when I sent around 168 different resumes all across different industries just to relocate myself back to KL because I was too consumed by the negative vibe. And it was nobody's fault because in the corporate setting, it's basically survival. There's no family values or the company or teams are like families. Everybody just there for the salary. And once you are a threat to them, they will eliminate you automatically. Yeah.
And in between this period, there's only two ways to have more money, right? One is to increase your income. The other is to reduce your expenses. And practically at this moment of time, I got no money. Like at every month, 29th, I have an amount close to zero and I still owe people three to 4,000. And every single day, there will be five to six different calls because these are the banks that I owe asking me, hey, your credit card is due. Hey, bayani. Hey, it was to the extent that I can remember every officer's name and it was very very scary eventually when i came back to kl i get a higher paying job just because my skill sets of branding companies providing social media services was more valued than my skill sets from the development and construction side which is weird but i was desperate at this moment of time so just take up the job lo. and this was when my income starts to catch up with the amount of debts that i need to pay every single month also this period of time i visited akpk of Officers several times. The first time I, I tried to ask around what is it about, and I got to know that they only help people with credit card debts. So, as mentioned, you, they can help restructure your debts or whatsoever. What they are generally focusing on will be credit card debts, personal loans. But when I go in with a housing loan issue, they thought that I was playing a fool. So I get scolded and lectured for my very first visit. My second visit, they seriously looked at me and they know I'm serious. So they provided me the solution of to only restructure my credit card debts, which I have no issue at all. And it was a very, very bad move to cut off your credit cards because it was the source of cash flow. So they cancelled my cards and they restructured so I owe them like a 6000 only in total amount and they asked me to pay back in 20 years time for a 6000 debt. It made no sense but the side effect of that, it eliminated all my other possibilities of getting financial support from the banking system is to an extent right in your secrets there's a blacklisted note the other thing i try to do is also to restructure my loan like 1.6 million in 15 years time I cannot make ends meet, right? So what about Mr. Bank? What about I were to restructure this back to 35 years loan so I can now make ends meet for every single month since the installment amount is low. But the banks couldn't care less. They will not entertain restructuring and this is seriously no mercy. The bank officers couldn't care less because I think when they do restructuring, they got no commission or whatsoever. I have no clue. But no one is willing to entertain me. Like every month, I cannot pay 12000 I can pay six. So if you drag 35 years, so every month I can pay 5000 So with the 6000 income, I can make it. Ma. They don't care. They rather let you just die. And this is the cruelty that I went through this very short period of time. And every month, every single penny count. And because of this AKPK decision and because of this restructuring decision, I kind of lost faith in the banking system because I thought they were there to help people. It's for you to leverage on them so they make their money, you make your money too. Therefore, I've developed these spending habits where I'm extremely frugal. I did not have credit cards for five years. I generally did not buy anything. I was counting every single dollar and every savings I have was used to just make more money. And this is a guy speaking with several properties on hand already. So it means I have investment portfolio, but I'm broke. And part of the lesson I learned again is to not just apply for silly credit cards that you see in malls or some loans. Just try to be funny. Just because I know that I'm never going to qualify might as well just get the free gift or whatsoever it will affect your records 
And this is when I'm not very familiar with what CTOS or what Secrets or whatsoever lah, whatever lah, right? I just get the free gift, it's a transformer toy or is it a luggage bag or some broke dash cam. And just because all that loan applications are rejected, it delayed and it showcased that I am very poor in terms of my credit score. And that further lengthened my desperation mode as I couldn't restructure my loan again. Until until I came to the makeover guys, then because both of the founders are property investors, so they buy a lot of properties. And with their experience, they just hooked me up with this mortgage person and she helped me restructure and refinance my house. And that immediately solved everything. Suddenly a month of 12,000, now only I pay 5,000 a month. Yeah, the bank is going to make interest, right? But the objective here is to survive. Again, different mindset. If you have all the money in the world, you need to talk about interest, whether don't let people make money or not, whatever, right? But to me, I had no money. The only goal was to survive. And luckily I did. And once that got done, the entire confidence level became stronger because suddenly I just came out from the dark side during these dark times. I need to cash out my insurance. I need to cash out all my initial stock investments. Generally everything. I was penniless and I couldn't travel from work back to home because I couldn't afford the toll. I could barely pay 30 bucks for petrol. It was a miserable but yet a very important lesson. And during this time, as well i managed to rent out the property after dressing up a little bit and it was luck i believe it was luck that i got a foreign tenant and their rental was extremely good so fast forward a little bit i just sold the house like two months ago well the documentation and the loan process took a while that's why i don't announce first later i jinxed it <laughs> and i sold it one of the cheapest in the market and this is where i need to talk about the intent of selling so many may think that it's foolish of me to sell slightly lower than the average price in the market but they do not understand my intent my intent to just get rid of the property because my team at the property guys are not based in Johor. All my properties in KL are supported by them, so they manage the maintenance, they manage the tenants or whatsoever. In JB, I need to do everything myself and it's troublesome to get somebody to do as well. So everything needs to be remote and the MCO kind of made it worse. And you know what? There will be a time where I can afford the loss as I needed more time. My time cost way more than a rental already. So I made a decision. I spoke to the tenant. Hey, you know what? Let's go. I want to exit this already. And that was my sole purpose. The sole purpose was just to sell the property. So when selling the properties, there are a few ways to do it but you will need to go through an agent regardless. You can engage several of them or you can engage an exclusive agent. Exclusive means only this agent gets to sell the property within the agreed period of time. So they will agree like maybe you want to sell 1.6. Okay, we sell 1.6, okay? And the owner cannot engage any other agents if any other agents will want to participate in the sale process, part of the commission must be shared if this particular exclusive agent is agreeable to that. Many may worry that what if this exclusive agent just slack and he just slips on it. Yes, there will be such possibility and this is where experience of evaluating people comes to play. And within two weeks of time, we managed to sell the property at our projected price. And calculating back to my initial 
SBA price with the discount I received, I lost around 100 over thousand plus interest is around 150,000 with renovation and all. But because of the very short loan tenure, I paid up a lot upfront. And this is when I understood what is equity. All this while I have been paying a lot upfront because my partner wanted to save interest, right? And all the rental accumulated across the years are also part of that equity. Now the outstanding amount from the bank is around 800 to 900 over thousand. When we sell the property at 1.6 million, the buyer's bank will settle the amount with the owner's bank. So they are willing to take 1.6 million loan, pay up the amount I owe, then the remaining amount will be for me. And this process will take around four to five months time and now we are in the midst of it. So I'm now in the process of clearing up all maintenance fees or even paying in advance. Because it's a stratified project, so they will still need the consent from the developer for transactions to continue. And now we are here now recording this as a very great relief to the entire reasoning of why I can empathize with many of you guys as the audience. As successful as my other investments can be, one huge mistake can just turn your life around like that. And as they say, what doesn't kill you will make you stronger. After I refinanced my loan, I kind of repeated all over again, which is to save money, to invest in the right ones, to earn more money, to resave, and to re-strategize my entire personal finance game plan again. This was also the time I started a channel and I made a decision to get serious in the channel because I don't want anybody else to go through what I need to go through. It's painful and I don't wish for anybody to go through at all. The feeling of actively looking for blood campaigns so I can save money for a meal. It's not pleasant. You can barely sleep because of the six phone calls you receive every single day chasing you for money. And a sudden awareness because you realize the dark side of the financial system, the dark side of friendships as well. This is when you really feel that nobody actually cares whether you are in a deep, bad situation or not besides your family. Only families will come and ask hey is everything okay why are you not coming back as frequent is it a money thing and of course i said no right me having that man ego i will want to appear strong in front of my family meanwhile insights are all blurred and fortunately enough as lucky as i can be to have all you guys supporting the channel the channel kind of took off and there were a lot more opportunities for me and this is where i start getting my cash flow sorted out as my income actually increased as my work get recognized immediately i acquired several more properties already so a lot of people may think that hey sean you just came out from a very bad situation now immediately you are back at it again are you ridiculous no because i went through the worst side and the mistake was i was playing in a field where i didn't know the rules i was buying things that i could barely afford like no it's really that i cannot afford it's beyond my affordability and the only thing encouraged me to make that deal was ego and greed. I wanted to let people know I'm good at this and I really needed it to work. Wow, Sean, at this young age can buy a million dollars Wow! Then you realize that this kind of things has no use at all. It's not going to feed your hunger. It's not going to help you sleep. It's not going to make you friends. And please do not go after all this. It's best that you buy a lot of properties and don't let anybody know. That's the best. <laughs> Why must you let everybody like hang my SPA around the neck and hey, I am a property investor. Don't. 
And after all that, now we are in this situation where I'm waiting for my outstanding amount. <laughs> I'm waiting for that amount to come in and I'm actively searching for alternatives as investment for this amount of money. Suddenly now, if you have two to 300,000 coming in to the account, because inflation rates are so crazy right now, FD rates are ridiculous. What should I do with the amount of money? Do I invest in an NFT or do I buy Bitcoin or other altcoins because now it's really, really low? Or do I buy another apartment or do I invest in hot models for watches, maybe an AP or party? Right, how I wish, right? That's the goal, right? That's the dream. How I wish. It's important for us to have dreams, right? But I haven't thought through yet because it's going to take a while more before the money actually comes in. And the biggest, biggest lesson here, and to think back, did I make a wrong decision back then of choosing to buy that particular property? But if that didn't happen, this channel wouldn't happen too because I would still stay in the same state, working for the same company, thinking I'm some big shot. And... I guess it's going to be just like that. But because of that mistake, that made me aware of the reality, the actual world that we are living in and how funny humans' connections can be. And I've grew so much just by being accountable for my very own decisions. It's my own mistake, so I will pay the price. I cracked my head figuring out how to get married to my wife in a budget form, but still look luxurious. I worked my face off every single day 9 to 6 for a company 7 to 2 to 3 o'clock for my own channel for my own work try to make ends meet do a lot of things just for mere 2, 3, 500 ringgit a month that's where I realized that we need to learn how to sell more things other than just time kind of think of it we are only professional time sellers there's nothing else for sale like your knowledge is not exclusive your exposure is not exclusive your experience are not exclusive so you cannot be consultant you cannot be an advisor you cannot be an agency you are just an exact thinking that you are really good yeah so as steve Jobs says we can only connect the dots backwards it was this particular investment decision that changed and turned my whole life around was it a terrible decision no doubt it was the worst decision ever I don't think anybody else could have survived it because there were several attempts of me trying to declare bankrupt because it was the easier way out. But I'm very proud of myself for not giving up. And I really hope that this is a very strong takeaway for the youngsters especially. There's seriously no rewards for being FOMO. Like you are trying to acquire a property way beyond your affordability just to look cool. But there's no pride in it. Show off your growth in your career, in your personal development, in your health, instead of just things you own. I think that makes more sense. That's why I have learned to not have that need to constantly impress anybody anytime anymore but sincerely i want to thank you guys as well especially those who started supporting the channel in the early stage you guys made a lot of things happen for me and i really hope that this story is not too scary to discourage a lot of people from investing but the whole lesson to this is to make informed decisions take calculated risks don't make decisions because of FOMO don't make decisions just because people say so because when you make mistakes no one actually cares and most importantly be accountable for 
all our own decisions, right? If you win, it's your win. If I lose, it's my L. And with that, thank you very much for watching. For those who still have any real estate questions, do just email me at T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G, T-A-N-I-H-E-R-N-G at gmail.com. Or you can just DM me on Instagram, I-H-E-R-N-G. I really hope this story is not too scary. <laughs> with that, I will see you on the next one. Ciao.